0: Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Welcome to episode 46 of the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. And today we want to talk about our, over the last year, we have had a lot of discussions about what we can do to help serve the urology community. And as you know, and we state every time in the podcast that our mission is to help physicians maximize income and efficiencies so there's time and energy for patient care and a happy life. So with that, we really looked at and and we've been meeting uh, weekly on this. How do we how do we serve? How do we best serve the community? And one of our discussions and uh, kind of was directed at what's the best approach? You know, we obviously have our seminars that we do and we cover a lot of uh, a lot of this information. Oftentimes it's you know, we, we say it's like drinking from a fire hose. There's so much information to cover In in our seminars, along with the coding, we also have a lot of the practice information that we we do include, but it it just is so much to take in that we hear uh, our attendees say, is there is there we've, we've gotten feedback? Is there other ways for us to get this information? And, you know, we we go back and it's hard to implement all this stuff that you guys have shared with us. So, so Mark and uh, and Ray, do you want to share kind of our conversations and how they evolved and what we came up with? So, well,
1: it's been a fun conversation because it's really like going back to the beginning and taking a look at what we've looked at when we do our seminars about the Wheel of Fortune, what all happens in order to get from the first appointment to where the the money is in the bank
2: yeah so you know the you know we've always preached the the billing as a team concept across the board and, and although we spend a lot of time on coding and coding and documentation are key it, it really is just one piece of the entire puzzle that the office needs to run through, and we've always included um, time uh, in our in our seminars um, and addressed some of the other aspects of the wheel of fortune, um, and you know ultimately that top to bottom uh, of of how to handle the contract that you have, which is kind of crazy within healthcare. With both a third-party payer and the patient, and the the patient's contract with you um, for your services that you provide, um, and so you know one of the one of the aspects of of all of what we've been working on, and and one of the key pieces um, is you know does start at the very beginning, and and I think that physicians over the years as we've taught these courses and interacted with different groups, have often had a hard time um, with that patient uh, uh, interaction, you know, that, that real first piece of the of the interaction, which is making sure that you have all the right information for the patient, but also understanding that a a piece of what needs to be Uh, done is is you got to collect some money from the patient. And and that piece has grown over the the last few years. Um, And getting comfortable with the fact that, that, you know, just like uh, a person going to the dentist or the grocery store, you know, these are essential needs for people that Essentially, they have to, and they understand they have to reach in their pocket and pay for a piece of what they're a piece of their services. And and with patients already paying or having their employer paying for insurance, a lot of folks walk in the door with the assumption that I shouldn't have to pay for anything because I already pay a lot for insurance um, isn't real. Um, and getting the the patients to understand. Um, That we need all the information um, that is relevant to your current insurance, your billing address, and the fact that you owe us some money today with a copay or maybe a lot because your deductible hasn't been met. That that is a contract. Um, Essentially a a, a verbal agreement and you have them sign financial documents. Um, So... That's that first step in the overall process of putting together uh, the the financial portion of being able to provide care to your patients.
0: So, I, so as we as we you know as we talked about that and we talked about uh, kind of the first step, and we we really identified um, probably five different areas that we want to focus on this year. Um, starting with the the what you're talking about is the front office, but but we also had you know and talked about the other needs in the office, um you know like the the post service and performance uh, performance analysis, um managing the AR, uh you know kind of putting it all together and, and how to um, align the clinical and the admin and and defining defining the payer value and the metrics and really looking at the whole the, the practice uh, as a whole, we have identified different areas and and that's kind of what started this um, the kind of the the first part of that which is what you're talking about mark is the the front office piece and so in looking at the whole practice how do we bring that in and how do we help focus on that one piece? And, and this was our discussion. How do we do that? And how is the best way to do that? And we came up with what we're calling an, the optimizer. And the optimizer is really focusing on different aspects of your practice at different times. And so the first part of that is the uh, optimizing your front office and critical processes. So that's part one of our optimizer series that we're introducing this month. So with that, do you wanna elaborate a little bit more, uh, Mark, on kind of what, what can, can you share a story of, of, of the feedback that you're getting out there or what you've seen and, and why this is so important with a specific example?
2: sure so a couple of different things i'd like to point out and you know skip to a a couple of things overall that we run into is that you know that that ar the billing the coding and all that stuff and again that wheel of fortune that the interconnected nature of all of this is um you know the front desk uh encounter uh if if it's not done correctly or appropriately ends up causing a cascade of problems down the road of You know, now the AR team's gotta go back and try and loop through and find the right insurance company or get the prior off done afterwards and you know, all those things that kind of walk past the the front desk that, that end up as a big burden on some other part of your team and takes away from going after the the things that you can't control, right? The the insurance company requests for medical records and the denials for The the ridiculous LCDs or whatever coverage issues they have, Um, so that's you know it's it is that cascade effect. But you know one of the things that that was was interesting recently as we went into one of the groups that we work with was we were taking a look at at revenue um, and they had a big patient AR. Across the board, and and I think that's getting more and more common as deductibles go up and copays are going up from year to year, um, as as just a function of the way things work right now, that the patient owes more. And this one practice, as we did the study, um, what we we tagged was a hundred thousand dollars, roughly, walked through the the front desk. Um, and was uncollected. Uh, And we all know that, you know, ultimately the one, number one, the the face-to-face interaction is much more difficult to walk away from than an envelope that shows up, hey, please pay my bill um, type of thing. And we all know patients have gotten into the habit that medical bills never make sense. So, so many of them go unopened across the board it's It really is key to have those patients that owe money you know, either for a copay, for a deductible, or for a balance due um, pay before they receive more services it's It's a conditioning thing. it's you're essentially telling the patient that our contract for money really doesn't make any difference if you allow them to keep receiving your services. Without meeting their end of the bargain, which is paying what balances are due, Um, so um, we embarked on the process of trying uh, training the front desk and how to ask for money appropriately, Um, and we put some uh, metrics in place uh, to allow us to measure their performance and retooled that front office to under to help them understand that. Their job, which is a big job as the as the face of the practice, is to not only be nice, greet, schedule, and help everybody, but also, just like the checker at the grocery store, collect the revenue that's, do- that's due um, before they get their next service. And, you know, we're always going to have exceptions to the rule, right? We're always going to have the patient that's on cancer treatment and doesn't have all the revenue. And and those you want to set up with, you know, payment plans or an understanding. But it's really about conditioning the patient. And many of you have heard me talk before about the fact that, you know, everybody reflexively, when you walk into the dentist's office, reaches for their credit card, wallet, whatever, they know they have to pay. Um, And patients are getting there. Um, in the medical side they, you know they your urologists aren't the only people that see these patients and and ultimately um, it's about making them understand um, and reflexively understanding that there's a part of that insurance agreement that they've signed up for that that insurance plan that's there. that is their responsibility that they've actually signed agreements with insurance companies that they will pay these things. Um, they've signed your financial agreements that they will pay for these things. And if you can get that culture established and get the metrics in place, um, you will find that with an investment in time and, and effort, um, you can get the, your patients turned around. And But it does require an investment in the front desk and, and the training that really, and the protocols to get them to that that place
1: and and that that starts with reprogramming the physicians in the practice if it's a solo practice now if you're in a big group well, that uh, those decisions have been made for you but it it's uh, the physicians have to come to the conclusion that you've mentioned mark they have to be comfortable in asking for the payment for their services. When I first went into practice, that was tough for me. Uh, when somebody had a sob story, uh, you know, I had a hard time sticking with the fact that I was owed money, that I had provided a, a valuable service.
0: So, how. So, with that, how do you you know, I know you can read in a in an article or um be told at a seminar you need to do these things. but how how do you train? and you know in our in our optimizer series, we're going to go through this, but how do you actually get to the point where it becomes uh, a process that actually works? I mean, you can understand it and you can try and install it, but how do you make sure it sticks? And how do you make sure it actually works to, to be able to have that initial discussion and have it be effective?
2: So, that's one of the things we're going to go over in the course. Um, you know, the the effective protocols and procedures and, and measurement met, metrics that have to be set up. It's a, it's a culture um, that you have to establish. And but you have to provide the support for that culture. Um, so it's a it's a it's a commitment from everybody, top to bottom. And as Ray mentioned, the physicians have to be part of it as well. But it's a cultural requirement that essentially everybody supports everyone in the goal of the practice to uh, basically behave as you are contracted to. Uh, collecting what you need from the patient, making sure that all their information is correct, um, and every part of that team from the front to the back um, all has to be committed to that goal and committed to that process. So it's about establishing those procedures, protocols, and and metrics to keep an eye that everybody's doing their job.
1: Yes, I've always felt that it is the physician's job to provide free care at times, but we ought to make that decision up front rather than 90 days later when you have to write off something. So anybody with a financial problem, that should be addressed and a decision should be made. It should not be made by not asking.
0: And you have uh, experience, Mark, uh, training yeah, the front office with, with in doing this. With it's not a contentious collection. It's a it's a very caring and very um, controlled and and it's a process. And it and it does take practice and role playing and you know getting getting comfortable with all that, uh, getting comfortable with those uh, new processes that makes it successful. How uh, how does that – okay, so so now we're going to talk a little bit more in detail. You, the plan uh, of this particular Optimizer series is you're going to have uh, – we're going to have two webinars, live webinars, and then it's going to be over the course of three weeks with some deliverables. And uh, why, why do we need – why did you feel it necessary to include deliverables? Why is that important in what we're – how we set this up
2: so the the essential piece of this is the the deliverables are really to yourself right that in the end you need to not just walk through a course um but you need to put this into actionable data and detail so essentially what you're trying to do with with the program is we give you some uh some things that we see that work, um, and then you need to customize it to your practice. So what we're, you know, looking for are the deliverables of yeah, t- take what we gave you and put your policy in place. Send us your policy and we'll see how it works. Um, so that's that's really what we're trying to do here is is make this a not just a a, a learning adventure but a, a an actionable and action related. Um,
0: experience, which, uh, which kind of brings us in a full circle because as we started the conversation, you know, a lot of this information we've, you, you know, we've given out, we've put in articles, we've taught over our seminars, but oftentimes it just doesn't get acted upon. And so what we're really wanting to do is provide the opportunity for the practice to take action and actually, move this and and get their front office in a position where it is performing at at the optimal optimal level to help the rest of the practice so it's uh, you know that's that's kind of why we began this and why we started it based on what we've been teaching over you know the last 30 years and really seeing that you know we we need to take it up one more level and and really see if we can't get these processes and systems uh, installed in these practices because we I know you've been out to a lot of practices and and Larry Kemp is also uh, involved in this been out to a lot of practices and seen a lot and and tried these things you know over the, the last 20 years you guys have seen what works and what doesn't and that's that's really important when you're when you're Looking at uh, what what should we do? You know, we, it's those proven best practices that that we want to share with you. All right. Um, anything else to add to to the discussion, Ray?
1: I think I've mentioned in the podcast before, but I may not have. Uh, in earlier part of my practice, when I was still. Uh, Asking, I had decided to ask for payment, but was still a little embarrassed in uh, in many ways. I had a receptionist, I'll call Susie, that was uh, had a very nice smile, attractive young lady, and she had a she was very trainable to the point that she did what she was asked to do, and did it with a smile. And this was back before EMRs. And I was in the chart room right next to the front desk. And this nice little old lady that I just finished taking care of went to the first desk, front desk. And I heard Susie say, uh, hi, Ms. Zone. hi, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, today you owe such and such. How would you like to pay? Check, credit card or cash? And she went through a litany of how her husband had been sick and so forth. And, and Susie was just sitting there smiling and looking at her, nodding her head yes. And then when she finished the story, uh, how would you like to pay? Cash, check, or credit card? And then she went through about how her dog had been sick. I was sitting back there about ready to cry with all the sad stories this poor lady was going through. And Susie was just smiling, nodding, and said, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, how would you like to pay? Cash, check, or credit card? And after about the fourth try, the lady just pulled out her checkbook and wrote a check. That taught me a lesson.
0: (laughs) Yeah, certainly the the power of training and getting the right processes in place and having the right personnel is is key and support
2: at least you stayed in the back instead of going in and overriding her yeah very key
0: all right mark final words well
2: i I certainly hope that uh, uh some people out there join us um for this uh for the program um Think like it's going to be helpful and give you some metrics and some things that that you know some of you may have thought of, but and and then some that we can add to it. But um, and I know that as a group, and one of the reasons we do these things in in groups uh, is uh, working with a group. You you can share information, and and we have shared and learned and watched various ideas and and uh and incorporated them as as we move through i mean we do have the advantage of having seen this in multiple practices and we can share that with you but you know in the end we haven't seen it all it's evolving thing and so that group interaction i think is going to be key as well
0: and i'll also add that it's uh we've we've set it up so that it's it's the whole practice can participate it's just one price the whole practice participates and uh, those that are involved uh, in the front office uh, and, and uh, throughout the practice that need to be involved, uh, welcome to join us for that uh, optimizer series. So you can find that information at prsnetwork.com forward slash zero four six for episode forty six. We'll put a link to, the, to signing up, and we, we hope that you join us. And uh, it's going to start uh, mid-April, so April 22nd is the first uh, webinar. And uh, we hope you join us and, you know, really dig in and see if we can't make your front office more efficient by installing a lot of, you know, you may, you may have some good protocols, but you may have some that you want to uh, replace. So, uh, so we'll have shared with you those that we found that work the best. All right. With that, I think we'll wrap it up. Final word to you, Ray. Happy coding. Thank you for listening to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there's time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. Special thanks to Carl Painter, for the music today, you can find his music under his record label, The Juicery, with Extra Pulp and Special Guests.